0: Everybody, Happy Hump Day! My name is Ashley Mitchell. I'm
1: Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Brayden Bradley. I'm Daryl Anthony.
0: And welcome back to another episode of Pride the Podcast. <laughs>
1: oh my God, it's been so long.
2: It I has. miss y'all. How
0: is everyone? Good
2: yeah You're good? I, I'm good. You're I'm doing I, good I, again, you know better um, yeah you know, hopeful mm-hmm. okay. um, yeah there, you know a lot of crazy stuff has happened. yeah, a lot of revolutionary things have happened excuse mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. not crazy revolutionary yes.
1: okay, but still crazy because still the police are still killing black folks. Yeah. yeah yeah.
0: well, we're
1: still fighting. we're still fighting. Mm-hmm. But we I guess we could be hopefully fighting.
0: Yeah, there's hope within oh, fighting. You know.
3: I mean, I think the news has definitely been rough, but the overall movement has been very possible, uh, like powerful. Like we are on the right side of history. Like mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. are making a historical moment. Like when people, I think about when people read history books in class. We are a part of that history that they're gonna yeah. have to write. So, I I that's mean, true. I've made sure to tell my
2: yeah tell my my family because they are always like, well, why are you going out? You shouldn't be going out. Stay inside. Please be safe. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's all like fine and dandy or whatever. But it's at, at the end of the day, I want to be able to tell, like my nieces and nephews, my future children, their grandchildren, that like in twenty twenty, I was out there fighting for rights yeah. for mm-hmm. everybody.
1: Yeah. And,
3: just my you, and if they don't
1: believe you, they can just check rollingstone.com. They com. sure can. They can. Da, da,
3: da, da. I mean, what Adam, um, he had made a, I think I was on your old Tumblr, well-behaved bitches seldom make history Mm -hmm. and I I I think that what we're doing right now and as Bain said Rolling Stone we were in Rolling Stone last week which was crazy we were because
1: we were out protesting as Pride the Series and just speaking our truth and I looked so
2: famous and my my sign was so great I'm so (laughs) glad I
3: had on a black shirt because I was so skinny because that quarantine weight honey Oh, well, I child. put that sign directly in front of my
2: belly. It
1: mm-hmm. yes. I was like three quarters, three quarters. Because just, just, like, can face, just can like can we get a <laughs> photo? Just like get a photo said just one moment. Because <laughs> just
3: like fuck that belly, fuck Trump.
1: That was the sign that I was holding from 125th Street all the way down to Times you Square. Did. Yeah. The entire time. Uh, compliments I I on it, I sure did on the front side it said fuck Trump, on the back side it said unite us. Yeah. And that's what. Because that's not what he's doing. No, that's not what he's doing. He's dividing mm-hmm. us.
0: But Anyways, anyway. on a more like a lighter note. Yeah. Everybody catch the insecure finale.
3: We did. I did. <gasps> oh,
0: this season was so good.
2: And
3: so quick. It, yeah. they, always, they always go by. Don't, each be, don't be talking about the so quickness. Issa Rae done said. Yeah, she's no, like, I know, we I are not
0: doing more episodes and they're not going to be longer, so stop asking. Just me. stop asking.
3: You know it's going to be 10 episodes. You know it's only going to happen one time a year. I think that. I thought the insecure was really good. I was very much on the edge of my seat Mm -hmm. with this episode. Spoiler
0: alert: We're about to get into it.
3: Yeah, I thought it was interesting how they tied the looking for Latoya into looking for Tiffany Mm -hmm. because because they were all season long they've been talking about looking for Latoya and. We basically saw Looking for LaToya with Looking for Tiffany, which is, if, for our listeners who don't know, Looking for LaToya is a show within a show. Right. So, the, uh, Portia Williams stars in it, uh, Candy Burris stars in it, Ray J is in it, and yep. for all of you who want to catch up on Looking for LaToya, you can also catch it on a podcast because it is now a podcast that's going to oh, be really? coming out with all mm. the actors reprising their roles, oh, and you're going to finally find out what happened to LaToya. So, Whoa. thank you for explaining that because as I was watching it, I had
1: no idea why... As an audience member, we would even care that she was missing. It took like seven minutes away from the characters that I care about and their plot points. Like, what's going on? Why do we care that she's missing? And why are we taking away and deviating
2: I from mean, the season they do that. I'm yeah, each the so. season
0: they do that. But this one, I feel like they're so the touching finale? on like... No, the whole series. The whole series. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, it
2: was, it was like uh, season Season one, they had the yeah. one with
0: Carrie Washington as a slave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. they <laughs> always slavery touching on
3: funny real life. life, life, life. <laughs>
0: And I think <laughs> it's Carrie it, not I Carrie think Kerry it's Washington. Washington. What's uh, her name? Regina Hall. Oh, okay. oh my God! I was about to say
1: I don't remember Washington.
0: No, so, sorry. Then, Carrie
3: Washington directed. She directed uh, it, uh, uh, episode nine. I'm, she directed the finale. No no, oh, no, 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 the one no, before. Right, the one before. Sorry, Penny directed the finale. But I think that what what is interesting is we see that in the news so often no, about a black woman missing or a black trans person missing or something of that nature, no and it's almost ignored with our everyday drama that we have going on in our own mm-hmm. lives. So we saw that play out. Like, Molly was like, I'm gonna take a nap. I mean, I you can't watch it without me to find out what happened with toy. Like, it's our kind of our thing. So I really like the way that that kind of played into real life. It, well, it also
1: did bring Molly and Issa together, unfortunately, because yeah. they were there together searching for her.
3: Yeah. Um...
1: Which goes into like yeah, the yeah. I wish scene. they would
0: have. I I liked how she they didn't elaborate it, but I wish they would have because like I think Tiffany definitely suffering from postpartum depression. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like she just ran away many, to a hotel. Just, many
1: mothers do. Many yeah. early mothers do. Mm-hmm. And.
0: You know, it, it was very powerful that she was just like, I'm sorry, I didn't know what else to do, but I wish they would have just touched you on it. Spoke on it. On it a little bit more, which needed, I'm hoping they'll do next
1: season. I needed a little bit more just a little clarity, bit more. I guess. Yes.
0: I think I got it, but I part of me is like, am I wrong? I did like, I know. Get it.
2: That's what I was to say. Like, yeah, you know, people get it or whatever, but it wasn't like, yeah, Brayden just said he didn't get it. Did it it's kind yeah. of It was
3: kind of like a, why are we doing this? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think, though, to take another point of it, it's like, even if you didn't get that the exact definition was postpartum, new no, parents... No, I I'm, Right, no, no, I'm, no, but I'm saying new parents as a whole, they don't know how to handle it. She was just like, listen, I mean, if you think back to the uh, party that Issa threw, the block party, she was just like, can you, like, go, like, that one scene when she told uh, her husband, she was like, can you just go home and, like, I just got here, I just, really here. The I just want to party, area. like, I, I can't go. And we were all like, oh, look at Tiffany just turning up, yep. but you didn't think in that moment, she was like... I'm tired. And well, then she kept it,
0: making jokes about, like, I wish she would just, like, you know, like. So the way I, or I or, saw like,
1: it is her agent said she's gonna have X many lines and X many scenes. And they didn't meet that quota until the last scene, the last episode. They are like, well, we gotta fit you in, bitch, because we gotta meet your contract. That's how I read it. And I was like, this oh, is very... That's a shame. I think they were
0: trying to be deep and insightful, but it came off... For some people, alone, as a little a, a muddled, and it yeah. was just like, "What's going?" On? I, like I, maybe
1: the season or the episode. Sorry, the episode before that, we could have done this storyline or
3: wrapped. It the was, was yeah. the only way to bring them all back together. I do think, though, that, that is if, true. if we that go is true. if we go back though and we we watch the season as a whole without any breaks or anything in between it, I think we'll see a storyline because. We saw. This yeah, because uh, like, actually, when that's...
0: at the block party, I was just like, she has postpartum, and yeah. nobody's noticing because we're all wrapped up in Issa and Molly's drama. I was like, but she Tiffany is depressed. like depressed.
3: When right she now. was holding the baby, she's like, "Oh, girl, I wish you talked." She, she kept like, making
0: hold... jokes, and they were like kind of funny, but it's like, oh, she's, she's like, like you hold
3: this baby?" I'm over it. it. But I guess you're right. If I you was, rewatch
0: it, you'll be like, "Oh, she's." Depressed. I was wrapped
1: up into like the Lawrence, Issa, exactly Issa, Nathan drama. This is the season finale.
3: Let's put the focus on Issa, Molly, and it kind of started. Last season, to be honest, when she was just like, "I got a family, and I got to deal with." This. When they and went then, to
1: Coachella, mm-hmm. and then and then
3: let's not think yeah. about the two the scenes with um her husband and Lawrence, when he was like, "We didn't plan on having a baby for another two years." This was yeah. kind of out of the way. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that also was a part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, but I liked
2: what Dorella spoke on, like, um you know, a lot of black trans women. And just a lot of like black women are go missing, mm-hmm. and no one cares, and it's yes. not on any on anyone's radar, mm-hmm. and that's a damn shame. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's a real problem. Like, it's yeah. It's, it's like,
0: like they either get murdered or get into like sex trafficking. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. really sad. That's a big yeah. thing nowadays. Speaking <laughs>
1: of some other social injustices, um, I know y'all saw the Supreme Court ruling that just happened. Mm-hmm. Mm. How do we feel about that?
2: No, I'm happy, and like that was, I was very hopeful. Once I like got up and I read what was going on and everything like that, it was like, oh, we can okay. get
1: fired no more.
2: Well, shit, that's great. And luckily, already in New York, we already had that protection, but we were one of like like ten states maybe that have like LGBT protection, workplace protections. Um, crazy. so basically if you for our <laughs> listeners who weren't who are aren't aware of what just happened um, our the ruling um, was the ti- was title six under the Civil Rights Act um, saying we cannot be discriminated okay hold on let me just the title six of the Civil Rights Act states um, we can there you know you can't be fired you can't be discriminated based of based off of your sex. Which now includes and covers uh, claims based on sexual orientation and gender identity, which I think is huge. It is uh-huh. huge because I feel like it w- it's great for like the like the gay community or whatever. But now trans people are now included and in mm-hmm. mm-hmm. now have a spot at the dinner table. Yep. Yeah, yeah, which is yep. crazy that it's twenty twenty.
1: I know. And that's right. just
0: now happening. I think it's also was like...
1: crazy that we're having this vote during Pride Month, which mm-hmm. I think, when it was brought up, was a huge slap in the face by the Trump administration.
3: But This is set in the Supreme Court for um, since 2019. Uh, you can thank Mitch McConnell for that. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up is the answer is less clear for small businesses in states that have no state law protections against this kind of discrimination. So basically what that means is um, there's one reason why uh, non-state discriminations are important, because basically if you are under an employee of 15 people, you still can be fired for Being gay, being lesbian, Mm -hmm. uh, being transgender, identifying as non-binary, any of that you can still be let go for. And if Mm -hmm. there are any
1: listeners out there that are experiencing this in a small community, hell, and even New York City where the small businesses are. I could honestly still be fired. Let us know and reach out to us at Pride the Series at Gmail because we would love Mm -hmm. to hear your story and amplify that and do what we can in our power to combat that. Um, Another thing that I thought was ironic is Trump's first Supreme Court nominee that he nominated to the Supreme Court was Republican Neil Gorsuch.
3: Mm-hmm. And he
1: voted in favor of the LGBT community, which I thought was so...
2: Well, hold on. Okay. That could be interpreted, you know, that way, or it was he... What what he said was it's like he went based off of what was written in the law. Like right. It, he, you which... know, it wasn't necessarily he was like... Well let me help these like these you know marginalized people. But out.
1: facts are facts and law is law oh, and absolutely. words are words and My- for him to like not pull a Brett Kavanaugh and go against those words because speaks uh, volumes but because, because community well, words are <laughs> words. Well well oh. to
3: to to go with uh Brayden's point it's like they all had discussions on what this was. So clearly, the other three people who voted against it knew exactly what it meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they knew exactly who it would not protect. That's and that's when
1: Kamala Harris asked Brett Kavanaugh during his hearings, mm-hmm. How are you going to vote when an LGBT issue comes up? And he deferred the question. Yeah. He, ra- he just. He just like. He gave didn't And didn't answer. And uh, yes, he didn't have not. a direct answer. And he clearly proved his point. Yesterday, mm-hmm. when it was voted, mm-hmm. and we all saw this coming, Kamala knew it was going to come, and it's a fucking slap in the face, and he should go to hell. All
3: oh, right. <laughs> no, I, I, our I, I, next I... guest is Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> well, <laughs> hi, well, welcome to
1: the stage, Brett Kavanaugh.
2: <laughs> well, honestly, and that's all I got to say on him. Our lady chief. Like, how you have? I don't understand <laughs> how he back. has yeah. you know that much money. I know he's getting paid buku's of bucks, and he still have those pebble yellow teeth. Like, I don't get it. (laughs) That's the first thing. I'm like... (laughs)
0: Go, go, oh, go, yeah, I mean, I'm I never get it
2: like when I you get either. money why
0: isn't the first if you have like messed up teeth like fucked mm-hmm. well up I teeth. think
3: that's why he hates the to, LGBT community well that cause he got cause we to would've eat. been like
1: girl let's get you Look, corrected let me get well, you some veneers <laughs> well I think it's
3: also the reason why he went as far as to let's not forget he did sexually assault a woman because no woman would literally get with him yeah. uh, because of his teeth his pebble teeth I, <laughs> and, and, and I Ugh. think that I think it's very important i think when people show you are show you who they are believe them Mm -hmm. and the first time time. as as braden said we expected this from him honestly that's not the person i want to address um the other gentleman um african-american gentleman who was clarence uh, Clarence so i want to talk about the loving act so years ago he could not even married a woman that he's married to right now who is a white woman because it was literally discriminated against he actually should he should be the most ashamed of himself because he just got the right to marry someone of a different race not that long ago Mm -hmm. like due to the loving Act. And please Mm -hmm. uh, you know and, and that's the right to basically be able to marry outside of your race and so for me i think that that was the most hurtful because i'm like you're an African-American man who, right now, we're going through a civil war, basically, again, mm-hmm. because of, we're fighting for our liberties and rights as people of color, and you of all people said, nope, no, so, what about your wife and kids? Mm. You literally almost didn't have the right to marry that. So, for me, that was just, that was the most upsetting. Like, Braden said, Brett Kavanaugh, we knew the other guy, can't think of his name, he ain't important, we knew, but Claire, like, come on, man, like, your family wouldn't be your family if the Loving Act was not passed, so mm-hmm. come on. Very that.
1: Anyway, we're about to take a real deep breath and refill and we have our very cocktails. Special guest. I'm so excited about this next guest. We are going to be chatting with Marty Gold Cummings, the New York City premier drag queen turned politician, mm-hmm. runner.
0: Activist.
3: Everything.
1: Running for New York City Council in District 9. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. So I'm so excited to hear their testimony, their journey, and their activism and what they're doing today and moving forward. So we will be right back. Hello and welcome back to Pride the podcast. We are so excited to introduce our very special guest, Marty Gold Cummings, New York City's top drag performer, and most importantly, city council candidate for New York City. Hello, Marty. Thank you for joining us today.
4: Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, I I have to say to the excuse me, I just burped. Oh my god, <laughs> to the listeners. <laughs> I love it. To the listeners, I, I've been on back to back. It's now 8 20 p.m. and I've been on Zooms since I woke up at 7 and I've been on Zoom since 8 a.m. and this is my first time eating. So if you hear a little crunch, crunch, munch, munch, it's just <laughs> she she's gotta eat her dinner. Um but
0: yeah. it, girl.
4: Well, what are you
3: eating? Because we love to eat too.
4: Okay, this is so my husband was like, We okay, I went to the grocery yesterday, got all this healthy food, but because I've been on these back to so back you know, like when you're like you I also got, like, two hours of sleep last night. Like, I could not fall asleep. And so, you know, like, when you're going, 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 and you're like, I don't want that vegetable. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, <laughs> you just want something, like, comforting. Because I also, after this, have, like, literally three other Zooms that I have to do. So I'm eating a uh, hero sandwich. You can see it in the video. A hero sandwich. Toast okay. it With cheddar cheese, avocado, jalapeno, oh lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, and mustard.
1: Yum. That sounds good. Yeah, I do
4: It's not very healthy, but I don't. I don't really care.
1: Well, you have to support those local bodegas. No, you, know, you
4: got to. I love my bodega. I love my bodega. Uh, uh, Sam's Gourmet Deli, uh, and there's a new bodega that just opened during the pandemic, and so I've been trying to. It's like two blocks further south, but I've been trying to go there as well because they opened a new business in the middle of a uh, shutdown. So I yeah, imagine Silver that's, where that's where oh. it's
2: a Silver Moon Deli. Mm-hmm. It's like this new health food uh, deli bodega.
1: Wait, y'all might, y'all are in the same district. Wait, this
2: is on 138th. Right. Right. Our We're on 160th. On... Oh. Yeah,
4: it's on 16th. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah.
1: It's a sister. I
2: mean, might yeah. me. Yeah. But like, they literally opened during the pandemic, and it was like, I mean, we can't do, we have to see.
3: Yeah. You have to they're support, yeah. Really they really good, and so we've been supporting. We've been probably <laughs> Over supporting. We, we, we've been there.
4: Wait, do you all do you all live up there on one sixtieth? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, because I I I I know you don't live in my, my district though. You live I just do so you have, you have to vote for my friend Kristen who's running. Yes. I yes.
1: Yeah. I live in Kristen's district, and yeah. we're, we're gonna get all into the nitty gritty of. And the I hope
4: I program. earn the vote of everyone else. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> But I think that's an important thing to say also. I think so often, even when you know somebody or you're friendly with someone, uh, I don't think it should ever be expected that they vote for you. you know and I think a lot of times people rely on, oh well, well you know me, so of course you're gonna vote for me. I would never expect that because I think uh, you have to earn uh, people's vote. you have to earn yeah. it. you have to you have to earn yeah, you have to, earn that. Yeah. Uh, you have to earn that because. Because you are my employers when I get into the council. So to me, it's like going to any, any job interview. I have to show up, show that I'm the best qualified for the job, show that my resume is the best one to hire, and earn that position. Um, and I think far too often in our political system, people rely on, well, expecting to get the job. I don't expect to get this job. I, I hope to earn it from from people so marty in the
1: past year year plus you've already done so much not only for our community but for new york city and specifically your district in a whole i want to get into all of that but i want to start at day one (laughs)
4: the sandwich is fucking me up
3: (laughs) 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 it's so good it looks good (laughs) it looks good what's your favorite thing about about (laughs) <laughs> my, um, this
4: is my favorite thing about being a New Yorker is our nobody knows what bodegas are outside in yes. New York. They just don't have them in other cities. I love a bodega. I mm-hmm. love I can roll out any time of the day and get <laughs> Yeah, so it, is, it is
3: the best thing, and, like, yeah. there's nothing like the love that they put into a bodega sandwich. Uh-huh. I don't understand. Hi, this
2: is. was made with love! Hey,
3: were, with hey, love. It was so good, <laughs> and there's juice and sauce everywhere. I can't yes, right. yes, yes, yes,
4: yes, yes. Uh, sorry, I had to interrupt, because this is, is fucking me up. We no, love food. Yeah, so. We love to
3: eat. We're hungry now. Yeah. yeah.
1: So for those <laughs> listeners out there that aren't from New York City, Marty, tell us, A, where you're from, and B, what brought you to New York City?
4: Sure. Uh, well, I, my, wh- what's the date today? The 16th? Okay, so my 15 an- fifteen year anniversary in New York is actually coming up on the 23rd. I moved to New York uh, when I was 17 years old. So I was a kid, you know, I graduated high school on June 3rd of 2005 and I moved to New York on the 23rd, so very wow. quickly after, you know? And I don't know who thought it was a good idea to let a 17-year-old, like, loose in New York, but that's what we did. Uh, and I had gone to Catholic school and grew up on a farm. The only other queer people I knew were, like, the two boys who I was, like, blowing in high school, you know, <laughs> and that, that was... And, and, I and I didn't even think they were out yet, you know? But I was. And so when I moved to New York, I was seventeen. I went to musical theater school. So almost <laughs> everyone was queer, and uh, and, it, and it was really you know, you know the 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 what is it like BC and, and AC or what like what is that, that that you know like before Christ and and after, uh, yeah. And uh, after yeah. yeah. So for me, it's very much like my life is you know like Maryland, New York. Seventeen years of my life were spent in maryland and then 15 years almost the same amount of time has been in new york and so i really when people say some people are like oh well you're not from here and i'm like but i really feel i grew up here because i was a child when i moved here 17 year kid you know yeah. right so I, I i moved here as a really young person and now i'm in in my 30s and married and my life is drastically different than it was then and i am drastically different and i've grown a lot And I think that's the beauty of like I feel like I've had many lives in in one just in my time in New York. But that's what's so awesome about the city is you're able to like find yourself and discover who you are and continue discover continue to like find out who you are. And that's also one of the things I love about like you know so you know for example like when I launched my campaign or you know some people were like well you know you used to be a go-go dancer at Splash or you used to you know tell like Bianca Rio style huh so did lindsey graham uh, work ladybugs um yeah. but, but it's like but you know it's like there's so many lives so when i launched a campaign people like well you were a go-go dancer and you used to tell bianca del rio style jokes and then you you are a drag artist and you're there and it's like you were an alcoholic and a drug addict yeah and all those things have made me who i am today where i can learn okay did go-go dancing work for me no, it wasn't. It wasn't for me, but sex work is work and dancing is work and there's nothing wrong with that. And it was a really great experience for the time I did it. Tell Telling jokes that are kind of, you know, offensive shock humor. When I was younger, I thought that's what I needed to be a drag queen. And then I learned, you know, this isn't the type of humor I, I really want to do because it's not who I am it might work for other people, but it's not who I am. I want to, I want to be joyful on stage and, and loving to people on stage and be of service to people. So I learned, Oh, this isn't actually, you don't have to be mean to people on stage to be a drug. It works for people. I no shade to, to, to the drag queen to do it. Because I, I like literally idolized Bianca and stuff, but that works for her. It did, it, and I thought that's what I had to be, but it's not. Mm-hmm. So I learned and I grew. I got sober because alcohol and drugs didn't work for me anymore. I had a problem. It was killing me. So I had to get help. So I learned from it. Drag taught me about politics and how drag is political and how to get involved in the community and be of service to people and get involved with different organizations like the Ali Fournier Center, which I'm on the board of, and and Equality New York, which I'm on the board of now, you know? So everything like lined up to, you know, there was a time in my life where I was like a big old slut and I like loved it. I was like, this is great. And then I discovered, oh no, what I really want is like to settle down. And I've like met someone and got married, you know? So I feel like I've grown in so many different ways in this city to where it's now at the point where I'm like, I can take all these life experiences and put them into practice to be of service to the people of this city by, by enacting laws that are gonna help people. Whether you live in NYCHA and affordable housing, or you're a senior who needs access to penicillin, or you're a student who's living in a segregated school system that we, that is New York, we need to get rid of the segregated school system and make education equal and equitable for everyone. Or, you know, how are we gonna defund the police and make sure that there's resources for, for communities that need it, you know? So, so all the good and the bad that's come of this 15 years in New York, I feel has positioned me to be the best representative I can be for this district and this city.
0: Oh, that's that's amazing, I love that. So you are a, an amazing drag queen and now you're running for a city council member. So how important is it for you to merge drag and politics together?
1: She's she's chewing,
0: she's right Chewing. I
4: love it. Oh my god. I uh drag I always tell people this drag in itself, I think a lot of queer people understand this, but when I'm kind of explaining, you know, being a candidate who happens to do drag for a living, you know, I think it's important to stress that drag in itself is an act of politics. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, whether you're a drag queen or drag king, drag artist. however you label yourself in the art form of drag, it's an act of political resistance because the system at play here is, in Western society really, is that we are a patriarchal system that uh, to be masculine is to be right and to be feminine is to be wrong. So when you have like drag kings who are countering what masculinity is or drag queens who are countering what it is in a different way, you're going against the system that that's in play. Uh, so it's an act of politics in itself. And drag's always been political. You know, I, I, I yeah. bring this up a lot. The first drag queen to run for office was Jose Saria in 1961 for the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco. Didn't win their election, but went on to form the uh, imperial court system, which raises millions of dollars for LGBTQ organizations across the world. And then, you know, you have uh, my girlfriend Honey Mahogany, who was on, you know, Drag Race, and she just won an election in California. She's so fierce. You have Peppermint, who's incredibly political. Bob, who's incredibly political. Yeah. The Vixen, who's in- and Shay Kule, who are political and using their platforms right now, um, especially for the Black Lives Matter movement, which is so. <coughs> I just ch-
3: choked on up with the bread. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no, don't
4: no. die. <laughs> Take a plea. Oh my
0: God. <coughs> oh,
4: my God. <laughs> we can cut this out we can cut this out no i love it <laughs> no it's okay but the point is they're using <clears throat> their voices for social change which is so important and that's what drag is in between the jokes our job it's, yeah, i've had people say oh i've literally had people tell me oh just shut up your job is to tell jokes no oh. my job is to do whatever i want with it because right. i'm an artist Amen. and i can choose to do what i want don't ever tell somebody how to do their art <clears throat> you want to go up to a painter and say oh, no, that's not the type of art you should be painting.
0: Right. You know,
4: or a singer tell them, this is what you should be doing. You know, so for me, my drag, I can do whatever I want with it. And and, and, and I believe that drag, <coughs> for, for me, I'll speak from my experience, for me is not just about telling jokes, which I love to do, but it's also about educating people about what's going on, you know, what's happening on – on the local uh, city level and state level because a lot of times we focus so much on what, this fucking bread in my throat.
0: Oh, oh no! no! Oh, 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 we, focus,
4: we focus so much on what's happening in Washington, which is important, but so many laws affect you day to day on the state and city level. For example, in the state of New York, you know, we just um, had the Supreme, at the time of this taping, I'm going to take a sip, I apologize. That's okay. At the time... Yeah, I told you that sandwich fucked me up, and now it's like... Now it's fucking me dirty. You. Sometimes <laughs> love
1: hurts. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, sandwich made with love. love uh, Sometimes but, uh... Hurts.
4: You know, at the... At the t- Good golly, Miss Molly. At the time of this taping, we had the great Supreme Court ruling, 6-3, to three, that yeah. says LGBTQIA people cannot be fired from their job, that we're a protected class, which is amazing. You know, yeah, I can't even believe... Finally! finally. Yeah. Which is odd. What's crazy, it's girl don't get me started but but so that's federal so it's important to look at these things on the federal level it's important to look at how your congress members and senators and the president of course are doing things but that but that ruling is so monumental but in new york state there's still the walking while trans um Uh, is still a law. And what that is, it's essentially stop and frisk for trans people. And if you're not familiar with stop and frisk, it's a horribly racist practice where the police just target Black and brown and immigrant communities and and it's atrocious.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, (laughs) I think, I think that that brings us right into a really good question. I think that right now, more than anything, we're very... The world is very political. There's a lot of things going on. Um, I think that the current administration is very much out to hurt trans rights, queer rights. Um, Everyone. Rights. Everyone. Black- Everyone. Black- Everyone. They're They're everybody everybody that's not right. who they are. Um, would you say that's something that gave you motivation to run for office?
4: Absolutely. That gave me motivation, you know, but it's because I saw what was happening in Washington with Trump and seeing how it's trickling into legislative bodies in state houses and city legislators. So with this Walking Wild Trans thing, you know, that's a law that we can repeal in New York. Layleen Palenko was arrested because of the Walking Wild Trans uh, law and she died in Rikers Island because she couldn't make the $500 bail. And when she was pleading for her life, the corrections officers laughed at her and she died. And, and, you know, if you were at the Trans um, March in Brooklyn the other day, her sister spoke so beautifully and it was really incredible. Um, But, you know, uh, we need bail reform because $500, you should not, that's, create, you know, that's insane that? that somebody lost their life because they could not pay yeah. $500. <coughs> but this this law is horrible. And um, the, uh, my Senator, Robert Jackson, is really fighting to repeal it. Brad Hoylman is, is heading the charges to state senator. So call your representatives if you're in New York and tell them to repeal this bill because it worked with 50A. We repealed 50A, which is a um, lot yeah. we did that. that you know, <coughs> it's a big deal. And then on the city level- The budget is coming up for July 1st, and the big language around defunding the police is happening right now. And some people are confused about what that means. What that means is when you have a $6 billion budget for the NYPD, but at the same time you have parks and rec, education, youth services, senior services, health and hospitals, affordable housing... Their combined budget doesn't equal the NYPD. That's not equality. You know that's wrong. We had a nurse who died of COVID because he had to wear a trash bag at the hospital because they didn't have PPE. But meanwhile, the NYPD has a six billion dollar budget, and each year is paying three hundred million dollars in damages and settlements to people that they've injured or killed. Wow. Um, so, what can you buy with that money? A lot of stuff you can. And we so 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 that's why that that's why it's important to vote locally. Because we can also get, we need to have more social workers in schools, less cops, more nurses in schools. You know, there's there's so many schools in the city that don't even have a nurse. So if a kid gets sick, like what do they do? There's so many kids who are experiencing food insecurity, seniors who are experiencing food insecurity and income insecurity. You have Jeff Bezos just bought an eighty million dollar apartment in New York that he's not even going to live in, and he's not going to pay a a, a a tax on it, and he's not going to be here. But then you have eighty thousand people sleeping on the street every night what's wrong so that's why you have to vote for your local offices because they're the ones who are going to make the laws that are going to affect that change you know which and, and which, which means, will then
1: turn up to the top I mean, of the I, laws that are, which mean, are... and you... then it, tr-
2: it took us up of course so my question is how would you like what's your advice uh, for someone who's looking to get more active in their specifically in their like here in washington heights like who do i speak to who do i go to
4: Well, I, I, you know, I, I love our uptown community and right by where you guys live on 159th is a great organization, the cloth, um, uh, uh, food pantry, and you can go to that. You can just Google cloth 159 and it, it, it will pop up and you can sign up to volunteer. They, they do, um, uh, it's so much fun getting to meet neighbors, but you see, especially now in this crisis, you see the line goes all the way down the street and down the block, you know? But you, you, you know, that's a great food pantry to volunteer for. There's, you know, so uh, the St. Mary's Church on 126th Street has the RDJ Refugee Shelter, which is a great organization. They do a food pantry on Mondays that you can volunteer for. Um, St. John, the Cathedral of St. John the Divine does a food pantry. I don't think it's, I think it's very limited who can volunteer right now at that one because of COVID, but. They do a lot of stuff but then you can also find out like what are the local representatives doing in terms of uh, uh food and security how are they helping out so contact uh uptown is mark levine is the current council member who's term limited who i'm running for his seat he does a lot of food pantry stuff at his office uh senator robert jackson senator brian benjamin al taylor the assembly member they all do a lot of services so see what they're doing uh check out their websites and their information and see how they're helping the community, and then see who's running for office in this area that you want to volunteer for, or, uh, plug, plug. Uh, uh, you know,
1: I've already told you, Marty, I'm gonna help, I want to help with your PR campaign. We, we
0: but
4: you know what I mean. It's like it's like find out who's run, and and if I and, and if I'm not the candidate for you, who else is running in the race that you can help them? You know, so so there, oh, there's dust in my house too. Jesus, um, <laughs> you see the floating? So uh, for for the listeners, a piece of dust just f- floated by my eye. Uh, but uh, but you know, so so those are ways you can get involved uptown. But there's so many different different resources. Um, uh, yeah, but those are those are ones that I I I I would recommend.
3: That's great.
0: I love that. Um, So what is, what do you want to accomplish as a city council member? Like, what's your, what's your mission statement? That's a big question. (laughs) Right.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of things, you know, one of the things is we have to desegregate our school system. We have to integrate our school system. I can't even believe in 2020 in New York City, we have a school system that's more segregated than Mississippi's. Like, that's insane to me. That makes no Uh, sense. It makes no sense. Well, you know what it is? You have people who live on the upper west side and the upper east side who don't want their kids mingling with other kids. And what's that called? Racism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every every human being deserves an equal education. And 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 take what happened with this shutdown for this. I, I keep referring to the, the lockdown because it really highlighted a lot of the the problems that we knew we had, but it it really highlighted it in a drastic way. So with the shutdown, you have kids who have to do online learning from home, but they don't have. Some of them might not have Wi Fi.
0: Mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. access
4: to a computer or a tablet. Yeah. So that's another reason getting getting an equitable budget, you know, to make sure kids have access to those things. And then when you have kids who have stuff going on at home and you need to make sure, you know, maybe they don't have someone to talk to. So having a social worker in school is really important. You know, all these cops were hired for schools to prevent school shootings, which of course that's like a whole nother, you know. That's a, a, whole, that, other. That, that's a whole nother you know, ballpark, you know, but these cops, what they're doing, you know, none of them have ever prevented a school shooting, but what they've done is they've, they've beaten and arrested a lot of black and brown kids who mm. needed to talk to a social worker or get help, not be abused by police. So that's why I'm saying we need to get more social workers in school, nurses in schools, and and give our teachers this money that cops are making. Cops make so much money. Why aren't teachers making that? We have the resources to do that. We need to lower our class sizes because having 30 kids in a class is not right we need to hire more teachers we're put the city council voted to close rikers in 2026 which i support and agree with but in closing it they put nine billion dollars into building four new jails that's wrong why aren't we putting money into building more schools and hiring more teachers and social workers you know so these are things i want to work on i want to make sure that there's access to health care we talk about how a lot of people in this district, a lot of people in the Black community and, and Latinx communities were affected by COVID more. Why is that? Because they don't have the resources. The resources aren't provided. But then you have on the Upper West Side. Oh, it's so easy to get a test. It's so easy to get health care. That's wrong. Yeah. You yeah. know. So we need to make access for everyone equal. And it, and 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 I, and I and I and I so strongly believe in that because nobody nobody should be treated differently because of their zip code or the language they speak or the color of their skin or the god they worship or the person they fall in love with and that's what's happening and it can change at the local level you know we need every single homeless person in this city can be housed it is possible
0: yeah. it is yeah.
4: possible to do it and I'm also a big believer in well we need to decriminalize sex work that's a state issue though you know that's something the state yes. representatives can do that's something the state representatives can do uh, but um but we have to we have to make sure that that's happening we have to legalize marijuana in New York that's another state issue but as a council member I can advocate for it you know yeah. but right. making sure that the people who are held on those charges are released and their records are expunged and our city yeah. also needs to money. put money we need to put resources into what you don't arrest somebody for having cancer or diabetes so why would you arrest them for having a drug addiction why not why not put the, you know when you put somebody in jail uh for that you're 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 going to add on to the problem for them, that's you right. know?
1: It's systematic. Yep. Right. It's
4: systematic. Thing. It's modern-day slavery is what it is. Yeah. That's why, that's yeah. what mass, incar- mass incarceration was formed to continue to oppress people. Yes. Uh, so, yes, it's modern-day slavery. It's free labor. Look at, we, all that, the, the governor was touting his new hand sanitizer. Did any of those workers get paid for it? No. No so that's wrong mm-hmm. uh so um so the point is uh um so i like i still have a concussion for also so i'm like so trying to focus that was, but um,
1: that's a good segue into my next question the point, also the point is that the, those are things I, I would i would work on but sorry definitely. i
0: that, and those are all amazing yeah
1: so marty for the listeners that don't know you have been um pivotal in Organizing movements. We participated in one. Yes, the march that we weekend. went to. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You've done so, so, so much more for the POC community. Um, you've done so much, in fact, that you were arrested by the cops and you got a concussion. Um, I saw on your Twitter. Bro, I
4: just got that medical bill, too. I think I'm fully bitch, <laughs>
1: It's like a thousand dollar medical bill. Nine
4: hundred and fifty three dollars uh, and thirteen cents, and that's just one of the the visits I've had.
1: How, that's how you, you crazy. How do you feel about that? And Pissed. you, should pay, <laughs> for and how you? pay for it.
4: Um, I mean, well, I, 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 I. Well, that's another thing. You know, the NYPD needs to be held accountable for not just the protest treatment, but but the treatment that they've been inflicting on on these communities for a long time. The NYPD. You know they should pay for every single medical bill that's ever been acquired, every funeral that's ever been acquired because of people they've murdered, and there's still cops on the force. They should pay for PTSD for every single person who's impacted mm-hmm. by them. And we need to we need to restructure who gets hired in the police force. You know yeah. uh, there was a study in two thousand four from the Bush administration's FBI that said white supremacists are infiltrating uh, our law enforcement. Across this country, and then nothing ever came of that study. Yeah. That's 16 years ago. So if that was in 2004 under the Bush administration that this was released, and 16 years nothing has been done about it, imagine the impact they've had. You know, uh, and we've seen it. Um, You're so, it right now. Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah. So I look at it as like, was my running with the police terrible? Yeah, it really fucking sucked. It was really traumatic. Jail sucked. They were all really awful to deal with, and I got a concussion, and I had some nerve stuff happen, it was really traumatic, but do you know what? Because I'm a white person, I got to go home and I'm still alive. But we're marching because so many unarmed, innocent Black people are murdered by the police, and there's no repercussion for it. Breonna Taylor, uh, her killers who went into her home, her private home, are still on the payroll, of that city uh there are multiple nypd officers who are still on the payroll who have unjustly killed people eric garner's killer is not in jail today and he continued to collect a six-figure salary for five years under the current mayor who put in place the curfew which was racist in itself because they released the curfew stuff right before it was put in place on smartphones only in English so many people who work at night in this city are from our immigrant communities our black communities our latinx communities and a lot of them a lot of people who work at night they may not read English so they may if you only sit down in English you're putting people at risk yeah. or, the, or if you can't afford a smart listen i love having an iphone not everybody has that luxury yeah not everybody has that luxury you know we think everybody has these things no they don't so the mayor putting that curfew it's oh my god makes me so
1: mad no, <laughs> no keep going preach. no it's insane and especially since even george floyd's death Richard brooks like the 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 family lawyer of Rayshard Brooks family said yesterday on CNN. I was watching when the press conference was wrapped. He was like, "It's a shame to say, but I might be. I'll probably be back here in a month because nothing's changing. Nothing
4: to, um, well, that that that. What happened with that? You know, he what he fell asleep. He was drunk and fell asleep in his car. Yeah. Was that yeah. What it was? yeah. Girl, that is not. People do that all the time. Oh, like,
3: yeah, this, I do that all the different. time. Okay. But do you yeah.
4: know what's bullshit about it is, what's his fuck, that guy who sh- who went into a black church, and I think South Carolina, and killed all those people, and he did it as a racist agenda. He said he did it because he wanted to kill black people. And you know what the cops did? They drove him to fucking Burger King on the yeah. way to jail. They drove him to Burger King. But this guy in Atlanta, was drunk and passed down and fell asleep. you know what they should have done? They should have been like, okay, let's let's get you some water and make sure you get home safely. Who can we call to come get you and and your car? But instead what they did was they chased him through a parking lot and killed him. Yeah. And and he the cop got fired, but I'm sorry. I, I got fired for missing a day as a host at a restaurant, you know? Right. Great, right. that's what you get fired that's for. still going to be able he to collect needs, his pension. He needs to be in jail because yeah. he's a murderer. murderer.
1: Yes, period. Yeah. Okay, so Marty, we can go on and on about all the fucking bullshit that is happening in the world and the police force, but what can we do as just ordinary civilians? Like, what especially me as a white person? What? Can well, I, I say
4: for you as a white person, as a fellow white person, use your privilege. Yeah. Use your privilege to amplify uh, black voices and and uh, uh, promote black businesses and black artists and and yield the microphone. You know to people. And um, uh, you know, I, I said this at a rally at Stonewall last night. You know, if you're at a protest and the police come, get to the front and make a shield because they're more apt to not beat the shit out of you because you're Mm -hmm. white. Uh, You know, so protect people. I mean, that's like what happened when I got arrested. There there was this, um, I mean, she was like the tiny, like she had to be like 17 or 18 years old, this young black girl and her friend. And they're like, the police are like coming at them and we're like, oh my God, what do we do? They're gonna like kill this girl. She's so small. So we like got in front and you know, and I'm grateful that that happened uh, so she could get out of there and be safe. But like, I just think, uh use your privilege yeah mm-hmm. and and do something if you're silent it's it's what does it say in the protest white silence equals violence and it does yeah, yeah. for
1: sure for sure mm-hmm. so are there any special things <laughs> Changing change the subject but are there any special <laughs> things that you are doing for pride um a la black lives matter and the movement like are you do you have anything special to i mean know? I have my like regular pride
4: gigs and stuff that have transferred online, but there's some that I keep getting offers for stuff. And I, I I, have um uh one of my drag daughters, Peaches, is like one of the most fierce drag queens. She's a black queen. And so yes, I, you I know, love I love Peaches. So, I, you know, I've said when a lot of these companies reach out, I'm like, hire Peaches or hire Islea or hire, you know, like I have, I have pride gigs already. Like, why are you reaching out to, you know, there's this one thing, I, I won't say the magazine, but I, I got annoyed. They are like, we'd like to feature you in our pride issue. And I was like, you know what, I, I'm grateful. I've had a great career. Why don't you feature some black queens who need some amplifying? And and they asked me for names and I sent them and I just saw the article and they used like one black queen who was on drag race and then none of the local girls that I sent. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm happy for that queen from drag race, but I'm like, I literally sent you six queens who like could really use that platform. You know, they've been out of work for three months. They could really use it. So that's why today I did like a whole thing on my Instagram. I like follow these like local black queens. Yeah. Cause I was like, cause I yeah. saw the article and I was like, this is so, I sent you the names. Yeah. Yeah. And I, <laughs>
3: did I did the work for them. I did see Marty. Um, the other day you went and spoke uh, at Stonewall, um, you know, an anniversary of the Pulse massacre that happened. Mm-hmm. What was the vibe there? Um, obviously, you know, it was very mournful, but did, did you feel that people were starting to feel hope? Or how, how did it feel when you were down there speaking?
4: I mean, it's very sad, you know, what happened at Pulse. It was a hate crime. It was a Latinx night at the at the bar. 49 people died. I think 53 were injured. And how many others are going to be traumatized mentally and spiritually from it, you know? Horrible thing that happened. But this pride has, to me, been the most real to what pride is. Even though there's so much trauma happening, pride was a riot against police brutality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now that we're not having the parade and you see what corporations actually... You know the corporations who are still hiring queen because well I did a thing to backpedal, a lot of my gigs canceled on me, uh, and I said, well, <laughs> is your company still operating? Are you still turning a profit? I know y'all got Zoom meetings, yeah. <laughs> and, so got, and so I got a lot of my my gigs back that way. You know, and and I and I told other queens to do that. You know, if they want to slap a rainbow on a float, they gotta still pay us when. Shit hits the fan, you know. But this pride has been the most, I think, in step with the uprising that happened all those years ago. Because we're on the streets fighting for social justice, the largest gathering for trans rights in history happened in Brooklyn the other day. Fifteen thousand yes. people, Man. you know. So this is this to me is more in step with with pride. Listen, I'm I'm grateful to do <laughs> some of these gigs because I got, I've been out of work for three months, but. Also, like you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna like you know, pander to the queer community to get a float in a parade, so you can advertise, you're gonna have to do behind the scenes work too. And and so yeah. this has really shown what companies actually care and which ones don't. And being on the street or being at that vigil or at these places it's really, really shown who uh, who cares. And and it's shown that our community really is so beautiful. And I always say this. I love being queer because the coolest thing about being a queer person is. We are like the only group of people that really make up every economic background, every race, every religion, every nationality, mm-hmm. every, like, every gender spectrum, like we, we make it all up. And it's so beautiful to see when our community comes together for our, our Black trans community or yes. for the people we lost at Pulse, or to celebrate the Supreme court or to fight for, for sex workers who are being discriminated against or whatever it is, you know, that we're marching for or fighting for, you know, and seeing, and I love seeing, I'll tell this story. This is okay. I and then, and then I actually have to go, but I'll tell this story. Okay. So when I, so when I was going to jail uh, for whatever reason, there was a lot of queer people on my bus and there was this one guy sitting about two seats in front of me on the, the, jail fan and uh uh he's a young black guy and he said you know we're all talking somebody on the bus like recognized me I was like oh my god are you you know I love your dragon and, like, oh, work, work, work. and so we were like talking about drag and and you know there was like a couple behind me gay couple I and mean, so we're all talking and whatever and the guy got really quiet for a minute and then he said he goes you know I I have a five-month-old daughter And I'm out here marching, so she has a future. And he goes, but I also have a sister who I haven't talked to in 12 years because she came out as a lesbian and we all stopped talking to her. And he goes, I have not seen or talked to my sister who's gay in 12 years. And he goes, but seeing all you guys getting arrested, so my daughter has a future. And he wasn't saying it to me. He was saying like to the bus, you know, collectively. But he was like seeing like queer people come out, uh so his daughter can have a future he was like he was like i need to call my sister he was like we're all in this together and it was such like a moment where in like the chaos of (laughs) being arrested i was like this is why we're doing this you know um and i think it was such a beautiful moment but it's like you know our country has never been equal you know, we're we're living on stolen land that was built by people who were stolen from their land to build it. Where like straight white people profited off of it, and and you know, and we're still fighting these fights. The lynching is not a federal hate crime in America, what and you can insane <sighs> to me. Yeah, and you can call Rand Paul about it, the senator from Kentucky, because he's the one holding it up. Yes. So so this is the thing, like we. We need to fight from the ground up yeah. for the rights of, of every marginalized group in this country. And it's important for, for people uh, to say it loudly and not just, you know, because this is going to fade away. The social media glitz around this will fade away. But guess what? There's still uh, people being discriminated against. So every day we have to say Black Lives Matter and Black Trans Lives Matter and you know, we need to make sure that people are treated equally. We need to make sure that Indigenous people and their tribes are getting money. They were supposed to get like eight billion dollars for COVID relief, and they get a single dime. You know, uh, different tribes in the in the Midwest. Like that's bullshit. So, anyway, I love drag. I love being queer. <laughs> I'm running for city council. This sandwich it. is really fucking good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait before we let you go, Marty.
2: <inaudible> Marty
1: Cummings okay. for our listeners can <laughs> tell them where they can register to vote, if they're not specifically in New York as well. Where can we- Well, I think just across the board,
4: if you just like vote.org, I think is like the general kind of like place and you can find your Mm -hmm. state. I think that's the easiest kind of resource.
1: Yeah, and what about for your campaign specifically?
4: Oh man, well, my
1: uh, my
4: (laughs) my my elections my primary is june 22nd i believe of 2021 so you can go to marty for manhattan.com m-a-r-t-i-f-o-r manhattan uh dot com um and you can sign up to volunteer or for our email letter or to donate or whatever uh, or just learn a little bit more about me or send me a message and and ask questions i'm always happy to answer questions. Write in your DMs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah oh my god i answer all i i try to answer as many of my the past couple of weeks it's been like a little overwhelming i'm getting a lot but i try to answer as many dms as i can because i want to be somebody who is a, you know i i'm like i said i'm ready That's to people. work for i'm ready to work for you so i want to be yeah. able to answer your questions
1: that's amazing, Marty. Well, thank you so, so much. Thank you. We know you're so busy, so we really, really there. appreciate it. Yes. Um, I'm joyful. I'm joyful and I'm grateful. you have like a couple more minutes to finish that sandwich before <laughs> your next Zoom call. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh my
1: God. I have to jump on it in literally a <laughs> few <two> minutes. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Marty, we appreciate it. Yeah. Thank, thank
4: you guys. You. Be all safe. There. Be safe. Bye everyone. Bye. Thank you. All right. All right.
1: Curious to know how Pride the Series created Pride the Podcast? Well, the secret's out. We use Anchor, the podcasting app that believes everyone should be able to have their voice heard. With tools that are really easy to use, like distribution and monetization elements, Anchor puts creators first. For more information, check out anchor.fm. That's anchor.fm.
2: Welcome back. Welcome back. Isn't Marty just inspirational? I felt like I was talking to Leslie. No. Yes. Yes. In the best
0: way. Like, mm-hmm. he was amazing. Oh, it's so inspirational. Like, all the different ways he's helping the community. Especially when he was talking about education. Like, it it's so huge. Like, that's where change starts. It's right. like what you're learning. I right. think it's you know also I'm so important
3: to point out that, you know, if you've been following Marty for years, he was doing this stuff before he was running for city council. Mm-hmm. He, I, I think it's so interesting to see, and he talked about it in his interview, where life had took him and how being a drag performer, you know, doing sex work and all of that stuff took him to where he well, is He now. never said he was a sex worker. He just he said he was no. Go a no, no, go-go dancer. But, I mean, he tied it in. I mean, I think that it's very important to point out that sometimes different walks of life lead you to amazing places and, and, and what I loved most about Marty is he didn't hate where he came from. He never said anything negative about Mm-mm. being a go go dancer. Mm-mm. He never said anything negative about drag and how and all of that. He he spoke about it coming of where he led to and out.
0: made him who he is. Yeah. Today. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because
1: all of our let's call them I don't know, our negative aspects of life are here to us and brought to us by God for us to learn something. So listeners out there, if you need to learn something, follow Marty on Instagram and Twitter yes, at Marty please. G. And, and I would
3: go so far as to say that those aren't always negative outlooks of life. Just like Marty said, he was just like, you know, for me, drinking and 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 drugs, it didn't work for me. So for someone else, that might work for them, that might inspire them. He's like, for him, go-go dancing wasn't for him. And, you know, that's what it was.
1: Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. So after our, like, march with Marty the other week, there's been so many more things that have happened in the Black Lives Matter movement.
3: Mm-hmm. With
1: Rayshard Brooks being killed. Like, yeah. I can't, Like how is that going to happen? Mm-hmm. Literally within a week of all of these protests, another black man gets shot and killed. Because, they don't care.
0: I mean, Brianna Taylor's...
3: Murderers, Murderers still have still, still have there. not been arrested. Receiving like, a check, we still
0: have a lot of work to do. I, like, I mean, there's just... a law
3: actually that 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 was broken. You know, Rashard Brooks was shot in the back, and like. Multiple times. Multiple mm-hmm. times. And technically, like, that's something that policemen are not supposed to do. I mean, they're not supposed <laughs> to do a lot of things, but <laughs> yeah. that is one thing. I mean, they broke the law. You aren't supposed to shoot from the back because that means that you're not feeling immediately threatened. Right. So they should definitely look up. The, there has to be a new reform on de-escalation of police. And what I think is so interesting is every single person in America knew what defund Planned Parenthood was mm-hmm. but now they're having questions about what it means to defund the police they're like oh how could you get rid of the police you know damn well that defund the police does not mean getting rid of the police defund Parenthood didn't mean that I, but literally... I think that's
2: what they thought I think when they heard defund Planned Parenthood it was great we're Mm-mm. going to defund this no, 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 place I don't that's think place. so, so no, 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 I don't it,
1: think so because at the Planned Parenthood organizations they're doing more than just abortions well, that, they're well, doing women's health care know,
2: well, that's what we, what we know what people but, Hear who want to get rid of hear, abortions. Mm-hmm. What they hear is defund mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood. Great, because then we're going to defund somewhere that kills babies that does abortions. Mm-hmm. that's all they hear and see when they hear Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the same thing can be said about them that hear when they hear defund police. Well, how dare you? How are we going to protect the streets? How are we going right. to solve crimes? All this. That's what they want well, to hear. Well, it's interesting. What because it is, like... is we're, we need to redistribute, mm-hmm. what is a $6 billion dollars mm-hmm. of money for people. What it our really nurses is, is yeah, our nurses yeah. are defund dying.
1: the extra funds that are irrelevant. But how can right. you fit that on a sign? <laughs> anyway. Well, you can't. So the cop <laughs> that killed Rayshard Brooks had taken a nine hour de-escalation course on April 24th, mind you. To dispense the idea that police officers need more training. He took that course.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And even though
1: he took that course, passed that course, he still went against well, the system. Well, it's talking teachings. about who
3: he took the course from because the people who train those out also has to be very important and they have to be good themselves. Um, it's interesting when people right now are talking about voting and they're like, they get so upset when we say, remember to vote. Like people on the, I'm not even gonna say conservative at this point, on Evil, evil side on, on the base of the current administration. When they're like, "Oh, they're just trying to get rid of us." Why is it so? Why why does it make you so upset when we say let's vote? Is it because you know that that means that getting rid of what's currently going on? Mm-hmm. Is, is that what it is? Because mm-hmm. I I just think it's interesting. Like this country was built on democracy. It was built on equal rights. Well, it, it was supposed built to be. on and the supposed ideal of democracy. It, it was yeah, and 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 that's not what's happening. And I think that. It's interesting, as we were talking earlier in the show, when people were like, we, we just got the civil liberties for L- that protects LGBT people. It's like, we just got that? Mm-hmm. Like, th- that, that's still a thing? So I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get where we are today.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: <clears throat> we're a very young country. We're very ignorant. Most of the people that came from over from Great Britain and Europe were people that were uneducated. And we put all those uneducated, mentally
0: ill, because racism Ill, is a mental we, illness. We
1: put we put all of those people down south because that's where it costs more. I mean less. And look what that's evolved into. Geographically, <sighs> mm-hmm. the people that live further down south are not as woke. Can I say that? Yeah. Because I was going to say something else. Educated? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was going to say not as intelligent, but I didn't want to offend my. Southerner listeners out there. Because
0: we're all from the South, so right. we can say it. But we left for a reason.
1: <laughs> um, but that's factually true. We Everybody from Great Britain and Europe who migrated over back in the fucking whatever it was, 1600s, 1700s, all of those people that weren't uneducated were geared more toward the South. Everyone else that had some sort of education stayed up in the Northeast and the colonial region, hence mm-hmm. the 13 colonies. Mm-hmm. And... Unfortunately, the way that maps are gerrymandered these days, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: whites have more privilege in terms of voting over any other race, specifically blacks. Mm -hmm. So again, to Marty's point earlier, it's all sister fucking Matic. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair. It's It's not not what America is made of. It's not what God had intended for this country. Well, unfortunately, it is what America is
0: made of, and it's how yes, was founded. yes, and we, but that, yes, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yes, like yes, it's yes, like yes, that's yes. how we were founded, but it's not like, on
1: the values, I guess, that were written that in the we're constitution, trying to portray that we still have to. There we go. That's better. Right. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's I, that we're trying
3: to portray. Right. I mean, it you, doesn't matter. Let's up just call spade all. a spade.
1: Mm -hmm. America is fucked and not the best country to live in, in terms Mm -hmm. of civil rights.
3: I mean, something that I've always thought is interesting, and I've been... So, for our listeners out there, I love to gamble. And this definitely has a point to it in the fact that when I went home to Texas, I went to an Indian reservation to gamble. And I see all the rights and, and people saying, like, oh, we can't do this. But that Indian reservation was taken by a white man to create a casino, which is... Uh, th- this gambling, like this this whole situation, and it's so odd that we continue to talk about w- we stole this, like like white white people stole this country. Like I I don't get it. Like it was always Christopher Columbus. I definitely white think... people
1: used black people to steal this country right. for them.
3: Right, and and Christopher Columbus <laughs> should definitely that is so
1: tied. So I, I definitely that.
3: think Columbus Circle should what is be that? renamed. It's many what is layered. layered... That? Fucked What is up. that? It's so fucked up. What is that? That's why on the Both 4th this of country July. for free, but I'm, we don't have no rights. We sure don't. And that's why on the 4th of July, I'm going to be celebrating Juneteenth, which is coming up. Mm-hmm. Because for me, the America might have been free, but my people were not. Nope. So, I th- um,
0: Definitely want to wear a shirt that says free-ish since free-ish. 1865. I'm going to wear whatever. Ish.
1: I'm going home to Texas for July 4th. You best believe I'm okay. landing. A Juneteenth.
3: I'm landing the plane with that t-shirt on. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> um, and and what's very interesting is when people get upset about those type of things, it's like, so you're racist. Just say that. And right. Ashley right. and, ta- like, and I were talking the other day, I'd rather you just go ahead and just tell say, me that I don't crazy.
0: like black people. Just, just say, say it. That. I don't like people
3: of color. If you're not white, I don't like you. That, uh, just say be, it. If you're be, not
0: straight, I don't like you. Be,
3: because when you think about with Colin Kaepernick, he was told to do that by a green beret to Neil. Okay, so we had somebody who had fought for our country tell him that, but you still have an issue with it. All right, so you're racist. Then when you have other situations pop up where they're like, "Oh, well, this is this and this is that," like you just say what you are and say the situation mm-hmm. rather than trying to. say no, yeah, that we cut the bullshit. Yeah. no right, to put you. Like, right. So Don't try to like package
0: it as if
3: like you under know, religion,
0: under religion, <laughs> that... and a love for America. I hate that
1: mm-hmm. shit.
2: It's You're just,
0: unpatriotic. Like, shut the shut fuck up. It's like, but we heard uh, it from someone who not
2: How brainwashed we were in school when the, we pledge allegiance to a flag. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here. And let's not talk it's... about the
3: racist Star Spangled Banner in that third verse. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to that. I mean.
0: Just don't talk about it. Just hush, hush.
1: I right know, but that's how, that's how white Americans like to do. Just hush, hush, we'll progress. And just hush, hush, don't talk about the real issues. Mm-hmm. Because white supremacy will live on forever. Mm-hmm. And that's fucked up.
0: It is. It It's really messed up that KKK is not recognized as, as a, a terrorist, terrorist group. group.
1: How is that even real?
3: Um, I mean, we have alt-right,
0: which let's let it be is, known that is the KKK. How is
3: lynching still legal?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I think people should definitely watch uh, Black Klansman by Spike Lee. I think mm-hmm. that it was a wonderful movie. Yes. I thought the way it was done was very wonderful. I thought the end result was great. Um, definitely spend your time, guys, as we talked about in the earlier podcast, watching Netflix movies and, and watching shows. Educate yourself. Educate mm-hmm. yourself. That's all you can do. Yeah.
1: That's all I can do, especially as a white person. Um, I like to consider myself as an ally, but even still, I've been educating myself Um, over the past couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. watching White Saver on Amazon, watching um, When They See Us on Netflix. There's so many educational resources out there that if you consider yourself not racist, which many people, weirdly enough, do, then prove it. It's funny
3: what Brayden said about When They See Us. I still haven't been able to watch that movie because to people of color, that's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. That is yes. our scream. That is our Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. That is our nightmare on Elm Street yeah. because mm-hmm. that's a horror movie to us. Mm-hmm. We don't watch movies like that and feel educated because it's been happening to us this whole time. Mm-hmm. So I, it's very hard for me to even want to watch that movie and celebrate the work of Ava DuVernay, Jarrell Jerome, and everything that they did mm-hmm. and also celebrate the exoneration of The Central Part 5. Mm-hmm. Um, that... Ironically enough, were chastised by our current administration, yep. which is why they were put in the situation that they were put in. Mm-hmm. Taking a full page out of the New York Times, mm-hmm. that is insane. Anyway,
2: but, I want to follow, I want to yeah, finish in, on a positive note. Okay. Um,
0: I have something to add too, but okay. go ahead. <laughs> um,
2: just recently, the first transgender suicide hotline is now up and running in the U.S. You can reach Trans Lifeline at 877 877- Five six five eight eight six zero, and that's just going back to our uh, first segment where we talked about how like Black trans lives are not cared about. I don't. It just is swept under the rug, um, and that's not okay. So if you're out there and you know you're, ha- you're having struggles or problems or anything like that, you can reach out to this hotline. You can reach out to us here at Pride the Series. Slide into our DMs, email us, you know, whatever you want to do. Pride mm-hmm. the series at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Ashley, what were you gonna say, real quick?
0: Um, yes. So um, Yale University they have offered mm-hmm. up a free um Amer- African American history course from emancipation to present. So you can everybody can go and educate themselves. I
1: love that. Yes, yeah, that's so, awesome. So
0: um, yeah, just go to. I hope New it's Yale not Un-
1: censored. For any white supremacist.
0: I, so I tried to download it on my phone last night and my phone was being weird. So I'll try and go it again. So I can't, I, I can't speak to how easy it is to download the course or anything but it's it's free yeah, so everybody awesome. should go and educate themselves and honestly there's a lot that even black people can educate themselves on Absolutely. because because a lot of our history is buried and it's not spoken on so there is a lot of things that even like us as black people don't know because it's just not taught and taken too. out of the textbooks yeah which is brings back to why I was like Marty wanting to put more um, resources into education it's so important because black history, oh we celebrate it once a month and that's it and it's always Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, uh Harriet Tubman and that's it. and Malcolm X
3: and that's it. Yeah. You know? I mean yeah. and, and something that Marty said just to kind of wrap up here, people of color, especially black people, if you are having like you have a homosexual sibling or someone in your family that you haven't spoke to because you feel that you you shouldn't be around that person because you don't agree with their lifestyle. Really listen to what Marty said and how they were able to change lives of someone because the queer people were out marching for what's going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all have to be in this together and like I said, all black lives matter. Not just black straight lives, but black trans lives, black queer lives, black gay lives, black lesbian lives, Mm -hmm. all facets of black lives matter.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. So, special shout-out for Marty. A huge appreciation for Marty Gold Cummings. Prime example of an ally. Prime example. Really, really love them. For more information on Marty, please go to martyformanhattan.com. They're running for City Council District Number 7, which happens to be pride the series domains Mm -hmm. district um and it's on
0: june 22nd right
1: that those are the primaries Mm -hmm. um yeah of 2021 the elections in 2021 so go visit marty they're a huge dear huge friend of pride the series and Pride the podcast
2: yeah donate or you know um
0: support black businesses yeah
1: that too yeah silence is violence silence is violence Mm -hmm. anyway Love y'all! What a good episode! Yes, thank you so again guy, for like, joining
0: Defund us. Defund the police. Black lives matter. Suck
3: my dick. I yield my time. I- Fuck you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but not to our audience. Not to our audience. Not to y'all. <laughs> um,
3: again, thank you so much for joining us here at Pride the Series. Um, you can definitely follow me at I am Darrell Anthony on Instagram, DarellAnthony Anthony on Twitter, and DarellAnthony Anthony on Facebook. You can follow me Ashley Aaron M
2: on
0: all social media.
2: You can follow me, Adam Andrew Rios, at boxed wine Poppy with a zero on Instagram, Twitter, uh, and I'm on Facebook, but whatever.
1: <laughs> um, you can follow me at Mr. Braden Bradley on Instagram and Twitter, and Facebook is racist, so don't even worry about it. Um, but most importantly, you can follow it and learn all about Marty's life at Marty G. Cummings on Instagram and Twitter. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, just reach out to us, please, at pridetheseries at gmail.com. We would love to and hear And slide
2: from in you. our DMs.
3: Come on and slide. <laughs> please do. Thank you so much. Come on
2: and get this. <laughs> come on. Come on and get this. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Wash your ass. Mm-hmm. We're still in a pandemic. Yeah. Right. right. You know that, too. Wash you your too. hands.
0: Wash your ass.
3: What Bye. a rag. Soap we we'll